If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today we have on with us Alisa Tarsa. Alisa is the owner of the gym Outlift Athletics. She is a certified personal trainer, and she's a stretch and mobility expert, which I'm very mm-hmm. interested in, and we'll get into later. But I have some thoughts and questions about that. <laughs> but hey, Elisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so excited. Yes, it's going to be so fun. We're going to be talking about all things fitness, both mentally and physically, and all that good stuff about getting strong mm-hmm. all yeah. around. So we're so excited. Uh, Lisa, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and if you don't mind saying how old you are during so the <laughs> 20s podcast. Absolutely. So I am Alisa Tarsa. I am from Long Island, New York, and I am 30 years old. So <gasps> dirty 30. How is 30 and embracing so far? It. I am embracing it. I really, uh, I don't see, you know, there's some, there's some little things, you know, that you see as you get older, but for the most part, there's no stopping it. So you got to just uh, embrace it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's been good. It's been treating yeah. me well. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Julia and I have talked so much. I've shared <laughs> definitely on the show too. Just over the past couple of weeks, our listeners have been with us for over two years now, which is crazy. So for me, yeah, they, they've been really on my my journey and my relationship to fitness, my relationship to my body. And I don't even know if I mm. ever fully shared this with you, but when after we moved, I just I definitely <laughs> there's been so much positivity and so much good in my life. But also there's been so many adjustments, like I've had so many more responsibilities and I kind of fell out of a routine that felt comfortable. So um, I actually found the gym and I was like, oh, my goodness, I just I wish I could find someone that would just kind of put me on the right path again or help me kind of feel connected to my body and myself again and it's just Mm -hmm. so cool that the types of connections that you can make and the energy that there is in your gym and your energy personally has helped Mm -hmm. me so much to kind of just transition back into feeling like myself so I'm very grateful for that and it's it's amazing timing for having you on the show so I'm excited for 
our listeners to get to know you better and then for me to learn all these awesome <laughs> things about you too. So if, absolutely. If we can start at the beginning. So mm-hmm. your story started, we obviously looked into a little bit of, of your backstory, but when yeah. all of this became a passion of yours, so can you tell us a little bit about that and when that all started? Yeah. So yeah, we could definitely start with my dance background as far as learning about the body and just finding a confidence in my physical strength, to say the least. It started there. And, it, you know, when you're a kid, you don't realize why. But you, I found a, definitely a, a connection to dance and, and again, just an attention to how the body works in general. And, and then one of my best friends, when we were like, 16 whenever you could like start going to the gym like without a parent you know um she started going to the gym and she started to take me to the gym and then I that's when it really took off for me and I would go to the gym and then I would go to dance and then again I like I said I found it wasn't for it it really just made me feel good like I found a strength in it where you know sometimes it's like school was like a struggle for me so when it came to the physical aspect of anything really even gym class you know I I found a confidence in it so um, there's a lot of things that in my past kind of make sense to where I am now it makes sense to see like how when we're young what we gravitate towards and then when you get older some things that you might realize like oh I should have kept that in my life and the things that make you happy so yeah that's kind of my background as far as where I found a a passion for all of this was just basically how it made you feel. And like I said, it found a confidence in all of that in the way it improved my confidence, especially when you're young and you're at that like mm. 16 to like 20 year old phase and you're uh, young like that. And then going through the phases of life as you reach, you know, my 30 year old yeah. self now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. And I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned in terms of school and whatnot, because I think a lot of our audience whether they choose to go to college or depending on how things go in school like I do think that our like school system is so structured towards a specific curriculum and then to know what you want to do for the rest of your life like when you're 18 is so mm-hmm. much pressure so mm-hmm. I think it's we, we've talked about like oh identifying what it is that people tell you that you're quote-unquote good at and mm-hmm. I think that it's really beautiful to think about like those little things were so caught up after school in in doing like what is supposed to be the quote unquote right thing to someone else. So I yeah. love that you mentioned keeping something in your life that like makes you feel good because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we're really quick to let go of the things that make us feel good because we sacrifice them for these bigger things, whether it's money, whether mm-hmm. it's like approval from someone else um, or whatever it may be, but whatever like societal standards there are, I feel mm-hmm. like we sacrifice what makes us feel good for that. So I'm glad that you're you know, sharing that you keeping those things in your life worked for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it's such an important part of uh, I think just getting up in the morning is is uh, having a passion for what you do in general. So yeah, it's definitely good to keep anything you love doing in your life, whether that's just a simple hobby, or you make it a career or whatever you could possibly do, because it's important to keep those things in your life to to keep a balance. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so obviously, it was a passion of yours. It was something that you felt good about. How did that then lead to like opening up your own gym? What was what was that path? Why was that the path that you wanted to take? Yeah. And like, how did you Mm -hmm. kind of how'd you kind of get there? So to start back in college, I guess you could start there. And so I majored in public relations, and I graduated 
and you know you don't know what like we said we don't know what the hell you want to do when you're when you're 18 years old and you know you you get the experience of college and and I definitely learned a lot to for for where I am now like things that I've learned in the public relations department you know and I did the the office jobs and I did the things that uh you know you're supposed to do the nine to five with the salary and all that and it was just really not for me and um like I said there's this 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 pressure when you graduate and those those like 21 to you know who however long it takes to figure it out but it it's that pressure to get your life together you know Absolutely. what I mean and, and all these steps and I definitely went through that just like everyone does everyone goes through it everybody um does. my little sister's going through it right now Aww. she's uh figuring it all out you know yep. but it's good it's all it's part of the journey. process yep. and yeah. yeah so um my my boyfriend Mike Smith we started dating and he had the same passion for fitness as me. And then at the time I was coaching college dance team and I got home late at night from a competition and long story short, basically it's a lot of talk and figuring out what it is you want to do with the rest of your life and what makes, again, makes you happy, but can also make you money and do life, (laughs) pay your bills and things like that. And uh, basically just said, let's do this. And I was like, okay. And it was just that it's just taking the risk and taking the jump. And obviously there's a lot more thought that goes in than just behind that part, but um, you just have to go for it, you know, and, and have a, a mission, literally like what we created is what we wanted in a gym and we weren't going to settle for anything less than that. If we were going to create a place that we wanted to work out in. And mm. with that, you have people follow people that are like-minded and that's what created outlift and I think one of the biggest compliments we get with the gym too is is the community and just like I said that because we stuck to our guns with a lot of different aspects of the gym and we created a gym that we again we we have a lot of like-minded people there no matter what the goals are and uh you have a nice a nice community that's uh created with just people that are there to work hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, and, and I think that that's so – it's so brave. I don't know if that's even the right word, but I think we're we're very hesitant to take leaps sometimes because I think there's like a – of course, there's fear. Julie and I talk a lot about fear, the fear of failure, uh, maybe people who might not have like the – I don't know, the the means, I guess, to, to, to take a leap or maybe are worried about the risk and whatnot. But I think it's so beautiful that you – did take that leap, obviously, because you know that result now, Mm -hmm. but like putting yourself kind of back in that moment, there's, there's so many hesitations that come up for Mm -hmm. people to take the leap. And I think we're almost more, I guess, conditioned or influenced to play it a little bit safe because we're not sure about what's on the other Mm -hmm. side. So I think that Mm -hmm. your story is such an example of Mm -hmm. something where it's like, okay, you might not know the exact (laughs) outcome, but you of course have had the conversations you've analyzed what the risks could be. And still taking that leap because I I really do think that we we almost like try to protect ourselves maybe a little bit too much sometimes. Um, oh yeah, because we're not sure of what's on the other side. So I think that's mm-hmm. definitely an inspiration to hear how much your community has grown, how the vibe that you were looking to set and the people that you mm-hmm. were looking to attract are are literally mm-hmm. like what you hoped. <laughs> so I think yeah that's yeah yeah encouraging for people that maybe might be looking to do something similar but aren't right. yet in a space where they've been able to take that leap. Exactly, exactly. I mean, even compare just quick, you know, for in the gym, you have people 
like you have your your 5 a.m. friend is coming to the gym at 5 a.m. Literally, yes, she's on her grind. Like I, she's she's an animal. Easy, she's bro. there. She's great. Yeah, and That's she's not killing me. it. You know, she's <laughs> great. There at 9 I, yeah, yeah. And then and then you also have people. You know, her goals are different. And then you have some people in the gym that are, you know, powerlifting and they're deadlifting 800 pounds in the back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, everyone's still just there to work and and they're sweet and they're nice and it's. You know, yeah. just a stereotype of like, you know, these big, strong guys or whatever, or <laughs> girls, whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, finding, um, it's hard to step out of, out of your comfort zone. Definitely. And um, I think with this, because we had such a passion for it and you, when you have that passion and you see so many things that are done wrong mm-hmm. with gyms, mm-hmm. um, there was no gym that we ever really was like, it was like, oh, this is like just you know it's just another gym and like yeah. we wanted to create something again that that was true to the lifting not even lifting just whatever your goal might be community you know you're there to exercise and better yourself and and all that and like i said it create it brings in like-minded people and they are there because they appreciate what we have to offer. Yeah, I would yeah. love for you to dive a little deeper into that because I think that that is so common when people are like looking for a gym to go to or a class to go to when it comes to like finding the right thing for you. Like obviously it's very clear that community is really important for you guys at your gym. And I would love mm-hmm. for you to just like dig into that a little more about like what the mission kind of was and like why you feel that like community and a gym like yours is so important for people to have access to right so a lot of people when they first walk into the gym especially if they're new to the community just to like the gym world in general it's uh, a little intimidating and a little overwhelming and you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the first things I'll point out is don't be intimidated (laughs) you know it's not intimidating because as soon as you walk through the gym you're like okay it's it's really just again the stereotype but you know I think you could start anywhere if someone can start wherever they feel comfortable. Like I said, if you, you know, somewhere like Outlift, you could literally do anything you care to do. And whatever your goal might be, you can do at Outlift. But even just walking outside, getting moving, and, and that's usually what I preach mm-hmm. is, uh, especially to anyone that's just struggling to to move in general. And, and it's hard. It's exercise and, you know, working out for a reason is, mm-hmm. is because you're putting work into it. Um, that's why sometimes it's hard to get out of bed or, or get to the gym after work or, or whatever okay. it might be, because you are putting effort into that. You know, it's not like you're laying down for a massage and you can just lay there. <laughs> so it's a little different. <laughs> but yeah, I would just for, for people again, just to feel comfortable is, is just start where quite literally where they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's still nice outside again, moving and walking, things like that. But also just to keep in mind that that it really is just a stereotype. And, and you know, there's those gyms that you know, oh, there's these people that look at you when you're working out, like, uh-huh. You know, you don't want everyone stares at you, but really no one's, if they're there work to work out, no one's looking at you. Mm-hmm. No one cares to look at you. They're focusing on themselves. Right. And um, it really is true. You know, yeah. if you really, if you're in the moment, like I'm sure you're paying attention to yourself. So everyone else is doing the same. So it's just okay. the stereotype that gyms create, but it's not the scenario at all. And I think that's why Outlift is so great is because everyone recognizes that and mm-hmm. Everyone is there for their own purpose, but right. is there to just work. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's really cool to see when people are all there with different goals and yeah. um, things like that. But everyone gets along, you know, so yeah. it's cool. Yeah. 
definitely. No, I think that's so important. And I, I think at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, obviously not, unfortunately, not everybody has this exact gym in their location. Like I'm lucky enough to, <laughs> but, um, I, I love just that that model in general of like, I think we're so scared to put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation, which of course, anything new is going to feel uncomfortable. Like us, mm-hmm. whether it's stepping into a new gym, trying a new workout, or like putting yourself in a new group of friends, literally anything that is new or different yeah. often feels mm-hmm. uncomfortable at first. So I love that you're sharing like, you can still choose something that's maybe like a little bit more comfortable at first, mm-hmm. and then kind of using that first, um, I guess, habit or action to kind of build up your belief, I guess, your self-belief, your confidence that you kind of stick, you do stick to the things that you say you're going to do. And then that kind of transitions to other things, because I know that that's something both Julie and I have incorporated into our lives. This has been, of course, we said busy is good before we started recording, Mm -hmm. but this has definitely been the busiest year for us in so many different ways. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's been so important to both of our routines mindsets, our friendship, and everything in between to just make sure that we're prioritizing the things that are important to us. And we find that we're literally better people, better friends, better podcasters, Mm -hmm. everything when we're checking off those little boxes that matter to us. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, but the only way that we've been able to get there is by sticking to like by starting small and building up and not having this expectation that like, oh, I was kicking butt at this time last year in this area. If I've been like a little bit far gone from that, like I can't expect myself to have the same standards at this point in time. So anyway, um, I love that you said that because I think it's something we can implement in in every area and that I think sometimes we fear, myself included, I'm like, oh, I'm too far gone from like this version that I want to be. But just starting mm-hmm. somewhere, doing something exactly. and it, it leads you in the right direction. Right, right, exactly. We put that pressure on ourselves to yeah. get to, you know, you, you forget those small little steps. So that's why literally those baby steps are so important. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna just wake up 10 minutes earlier and, mm-hmm. and you know, start my day sooner or whatever it might be. And um, it's those little things because it gets overwhelming and, and we've all been there. And then again, I usually, I say it too, is, is to not put pressure on, on the gym and don't look at it as like, you have to, you know, you, you obviously want to go in and have a good workout, but I guess, especially to get started, just go to feel good, you know, go to move, yeah, do yeah. whatever it is that it is and, um, or whatever it is, you know, yoga, anything like that. And then it becomes a habit and then, you know, you start to create more specific goals and, yeah. and then that's the beauty of it, you know, is, is you can start to pinpoint different areas that you want to get better at. Yeah. And I, I think that that's so important to point out and kind of going back to what you said before about like the comparison thing. And when we're in the gym, like it could be easy to think that everybody's looking at us and we're looking at everybody else. And I, I know (laughs) I've had that experience before. And I think it's a great reminder that it's what you said of like, most people are actually thinking about them, their own selves more than they're thinking about you. And it's something I try to remind myself of all the Mm -hmm. time. But I think as, you know, a lot of young women and Brenda expressed this, you know, when she was talking about her story earlier with the changes and how she kind of felt like a stranger in her own skin for a little while. I think especially when you're feeling that way and you're trying to like get, you know, in tune with your body, whether it's for the first time or for a new time, it could be extra hard Mm -hmm. to feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing or what if everybody's looking at me? And that's a hard feeling on its own just to feel not in your own skin. And I'm curious, like, mm-hmm. have you ever had an experience like that? And what would you say to someone 
that, you know, wants to start their fitness journey, but is really feeling like a stranger in their own skin. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, we all go through different phases and, and, I think, you know, we have our moments of insecurity and, you know, your moments of confidence and there's those waves all the time, you know, really. And especially because we're so quick to like pinpoint those specific insecurities, like we put ourselves down more than we put ourselves up. And um, I think that's, again, why we see the gym as a not a negative experience, but a, a pressure point because putting out your um, your insecurities a little bit more and you're, you're facing them, you know. So you, you don't want to see, you don't want to go to the gym to start loving yourself or to start like loving your body because it's, it's never going to, the mindset's never going to change. So you have to go into the gym or, or, or start, you know, just looking in the mirror, whatever it is that you have to start building that confidence to just go in and start feeling better. And the aesthetic part kind of comes after. And that's the huge part I take from the gym is, is the mindset of it. And um, I think that helps because sometimes when you don't feel confident or you don't feel like you feel like a stranger in your own skin, it's one of those things where, again, it's, it's more of a, uh, the way we're feeling up here and not so much, obviously, physically. So, you know, social media obviously does a lot of this and, and it kind of creates this stigma of how we should all look. And um, if you kind of switch the table around and look at it a little bit differently and start going just to, like I was saying, like literally just feel good. And again, that's like I was saying, where I started is just feeling good about it. It kind of just, again, creates that confidence of like, okay, first of all, being consistent with something I think is an accomplishment in itself and just realizing, wow, I've been doing this three times a week. Okay. I'm here four times a week. And, and seeing that just, just that consistency that you could, go that often and you realize how it becomes habitual and all that and uh it kind of just goes from there definitely (laughs) so that's what I would say yeah definitely no I think that that that's such a good point too is like I think we we do belittle those those quote-unquote little things that really are big big things because we're so focused on this end result when I really do agree that I think a lot of the discipline that's built in a gym setting, or honestly, in doing anything that's challenging to you, or once felt more challenging that you've shown yourself you can do, um, mm-hmm. it just it just builds so much like like mental resilience. And I think that mm-hmm. that's where it's like taking that first step and then seeing the the waves that come along with that. So mm-hmm. I th- I think it's such a good point. Like it it makes all of the difference, and it's it's also hard. I, I think a lot of times people do myself included I've absolutely done this it's like you you take these steps in efforts of like oh well if I get this result maybe I'll love myself more or maybe I'll be happier Mm -hmm. or like all these things when really like so much of that comes along with doing that anyway and like knowing Mm -hmm. that that maybe you don't feel great in your skin but like you still deserve to feel the the pride and the Mm -hmm. the joy and everything of embodying the type of person that shows up Mm -hmm. and and shows themselves love through some sort of movement Mm -hmm. exactly 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 because we uh again yeah we hear that most of the time is that you know you people come to the gym to start feeling better about the way they look and Mm -hmm. again it creates that pressure and um if you kind of take that away from it it uh makes it a little bit easier to, to just start moving you know Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like something that I I feel about your energy and just like the energy of of the gym setting and whatnot in a a positive way is like really embodying this idea of challenging yourself and not letting that be 
like a negative thing, but having that being an empowering thing. So Mm -hmm. I do think that so many of us, like I mentioned earlier on in the show, like we're a little bit nervous to take risks. We might be afraid of failure or for some people they're like, I'd rather Mm -hmm. fail than not try. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do give up before they see like the, the beauty that's on the other side Mm -hmm. of the challenge. So what would you say to someone right now that maybe isn't literally can't see beyond where they are right now and Mm -hmm. aren't are like scared to take the leap or to take on a challenge well yeah I mean it's called a challenge for a reason so you know you have to go through those steps to get to where to get to that other that that finishing line and nothing worth having comes easy right so Mm -hmm. it's it's true and um you have to put in the work and I think something about the gym that carries on through through everything in life and and that's a physical form of it is that consistency will create that success so you have to do things frequently and consistently and correctly in a certain you know extent um to get to where you want to be and um there's there's gonna be again you can apply this to literally anything in life just like anything there's going to be obstacles there's going to be challenges and there's going to be hurdles and if this is really something you want you'll do whatever it is to get past those hurdles and and um keep moving forward because there's always options and there's always things you can do to 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 get there you know whatever literally whatever it is yeah totally and I, i I, I love the idea of like what you do in the gym also translates to outside of the gym, right? Because like, of course, you're going to mm-hmm. the gym to get physically strong, but it is also at the same time helping you get mentally strong. And mm-hmm. I do yoga a lot. And one of like the biggest kind of philosophies in yoga is what you do on the mat translates to how you operate off the mat. And I've seen mm-hmm. that in my life so much. And it's like learning mm-hmm. to like laugh at the wobbles when you're trying to <laughs> right. and you're falling over and it's staying yes. in the squat when it really starts to burn and mm-hmm. those things really do translate if you commit to them and it's, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it be really transformative in my life and you know just because it's hard doesn't mean we're failing and like those more mm-hmm. things like we can get through them we can laugh at them we can yeah whatever way to. we navigate them and it really does it really does translate but um, speaking about getting strong physically, we know obviously at your gym, it's a lot of strength training and weightlifting. Why do you love this type of workout? There's so many types of workouts, but yeah. what is particularly <laughs> amazing about strength training for someone yeah. who hasn't really done it before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole purpose behind strength training just in general, and the reason why everyone should incorporate strength training into their life is because it's it's just good and healthy to keep a nice strong body overall. Um, now, obviously, there's different levels of this, and and just to maintain bone density, all these things to help us stay healthy and move functionally throughout life, and be able to move the table across the room, whatever it is that uh, that life might require. Taking the grocery bags in from the car, you know, um, these things that that are necessary. You know, again, if you look at fitness that way as well. Now, again, there's obviously, like I was saying, there's different levels of fitness. And again, you could see that at Aleph and not that we're picking up, you know, 700 pound anything throughout the day, but that's like the sport of powerlifting that that's a lot of people do at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just speaking on that real quick, I mean, the reason I, I mean, I find a liking to any lifting anything heavy is just the accomplishment of it, mm-hmm. especially when I mean, I don't do any I don't would never even with my clients, I would never do anything that isn't 
in proper form, but sometimes that happens with when we compensate with our bodies when we lift heavy. Um, but again, I, that's the challenge again, once again, of the sport is is trying to squat a certain weight and you know stay tight and you know hit your depth and all these things that uh, are required in a squat in general. But uh, I, I especially now that I'm 30, definitely uh, start to see a certain things. You know, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> you know, but uh, no. So, but as long as you take care of yourself, uh, overuse is a real thing as well. So you want to just be able to move well for your life and your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's, it's, it's helpful to hear stuff like that. Cause I think often, especially when it comes to like any sort of like lifting anything, I think there's a big misconception <laughs> that like, oh, like I'm, I'm going to look, not that it's even a bad thing, but <laughs> I think people are like, I'm going to look bulky and I don't want that. And oh, it's no. like, it's actually very difficult to put muscle on, <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. um, but I think there's a big misconception. So I think it's it's cool that you you can feel strong really with so many different things. But mm-hmm. um, we always love to hear uh, we have so many different incredible women that we've had on the show that have just shared like their passion for their specific uh, area of fitness that mm-hmm. they love. And it's always cool to hear what kind of resonates with everyone because it's like everybody does things for like a very similar reason, but <laughs> exactly to that, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. Cause it, I think at the end of the day, it just comes back to, there's something for everyone and you just got to look really? and you'll find it. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like I said, as long as you're, uh, you're moving and grooving and doing something for your body, moving up the joints and all that yeah. good stuff. Um, really it's important does. the rest of your life. And it's yeah. a habit from from your from when you're young till when you die. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, we yeah. we've actually in terms of like mo- mobility and like our joints and stretching, like I am a horrible I I like literally never stretch. I admit it. I'm like being honest. <laughs> I know yeah. it's horrible. I'm being like real though. Um, but I I think we gotta get started that then. I think you're yeah. not alone though. I feel like I feel like so many people don't stretch and like don't right? care no. about that at all. They like are like, oh yeah. I went to the gym like I lifted for yeah. an hour I got a great workout and then they're mm-hmm. like in pain because they don't stretch yes yeah. no 100 yeah. so that I guess for it's a personal question too but like <laughs> for people that don't incorporate stuff like that into their routines right now like I guess where would you tell them to start like where <laughs> where do you even begin right yeah so it's it's funny because there's so many especially at Alice so I see all all sorts of different types of people that come in and out of the doors now you have a lot of people that are strong that when sometimes, you know, or not sometimes, but when we, when we lift and we move weight and things like that, things get tight in lame terms. So I, there's so many people that neglect that because they just avoid it or they don't know how. And just like anything in life, when you don't, when you're not unsure of something, you kind of just avoid it, you know? So uh, I see more of that. And that's why I, I preach it. Now there's all sorts of levels of, of stretching and, and, you know, a, a yogi is going to do the same thing as a runner, as a powerlifter, as, as whatever it might be. So there's definitely different levels of, and different forms of stretching that people should do. But in general, I would definitely say if you wanted to get started with, for someone that's completely new, just in general with any sort of stretch or uh, mobility at all is um, I mean, yoga, I mean, it really is a great, a great thing to get into because it's class-based and you can you can just follow an instructor um 
with my background, you can come see me. <laughs> I can uh, give you that half hour and we could stretch. Um, I get people, you know, I get clients from all sorts of different backgrounds and, and all sorts of different goals. And I have people that quite literally just want to stretch and they want to get better at their mobility. So that's what we do for the half an hour is we just work on that because it's, it's something they're unsure of. You know, they can you, they can get their workouts in on their own and, or whatever it might be. And they need someone to just kind of guide them. So if you're not in my area, you can sure there's someone out there that you can find. But um, even Pilates, I, I'm a big fan of, especially like reformer Pilates, yeah. if it's in your area, I, um, I do have to say. But other than that, when it comes to your body and, and if you're, you know, tight in your hamstrings, just reach down, touch your toes, do things that feel good. And uh, yeah, start there. Yeah. yeah, I think it's such a good reminder because I think I really do think like people just like don't put the attention and like time towards stretching because they think like oh well that's not helping me like build muscle or lose weight or whatever like Mm. it's not really a like you don't like you can't I guess easily see the results of that as you might be if you're like lifting or or doing Mm -hmm. cardio or something but it is so important to like you said our overall health and so much of what we've been talking about is like Mm-hmm. working out so that you can live a healthy life from like you said mm-hmm. from when you're young until you die like that's why we yeah to be healthy so that we can we can like live a long life and do the things we need to do like you said like carrying the groceries which yeah. <laughs> so so much of the time I think especially when we're young and we do have our mobility and we are healthy you know, we're doing, we're working out for aesthetic reasons or for mental reasons, or like it makes us feel good, which is also great. But at the end of the day, it really is about our health and our longevity. And something like stretching is so important to that. And I just, I'm glad that we're talking about it because I think people don't talk about it enough. They definitely yeah. don't. So no, they don't. don't. They don't. And I think they don't for so many reasons. Like literally the reason I don't stretch, this is so embarrassing, but I'm like stretching hurts. Maybe it wouldn't hurt, Brenda, if you did it. <laughs> more (laughs) I swear no but I actually so we were talking the other day because I told her I was like I I went (laughs) this is so embarrassing as well but I'm like I went to the store I bought a big old flower pot and I'm like I literally like pulled something in my back because I didn't lift it the right way (laughs) right yeah I'm serious Mm. so but, but Julia it was very it was stupid heavy and like they had it was like on top of something right or something yeah like like they wouldn't they yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm I'm like if they had only let me do it correctly I would have been fine (laughs) so anyway only they knew if only they knew (laughs) so um anyway it definitely does apply to other areas which is hilarious but Mm -hmm. um to get back to the the topic (laughs) um you've mentioned to me personally just like in in passing and in conversations that there's so much that's changed since like the beginning of your 20s like in terms of like Mm -hmm. uh, things you care about things you put attention towards maybe your beliefs your mindset the way you carry yourself so mm-hmm. what what would you identify, I guess, feels like either most different or um, just feels different from earlier on in your 20s? So I feel like we're hearing that more yeah. and more. Yeah, I think uh, it's, I say, like I probably have told you, it's funny, like when I, I think it was just like the progression of, of 20s, but it's like I turned 30 and it was kind of like, it was just a different mindset of like, you know, I kind of like just didn't give a shit about a lot of things. And you realize a lot that. of people... And not just a lot of things in life are uh, you d- develop a different mindset and you develop a different 
you know, view of, of how things are sometimes. And like, I think seeing the way, you know, first of all, in your 20s, you're really trying to, you know, figure yourself out and you're trying to, you know, see where your life is headed and, and you want to, um, it's, it's can be overwhelming and you're focusing on your bills and you're focusing on all that, which is obviously still important. But uh, there's, there's a lot of things that I, that you could take throughout those years and you realize, you know, I am who I am at this point. And it's more of like a confidence where you're just, you know, if you don't accept me, then all right, that's, that's fine. Like, and I don't let it necessarily affect me. I try not to let it affect me in certain ways, you know, because people are going to do what they're going to do. And you want to, if you're going to maintain any, if you're going to maintain happiness, you want to uh, not let other people's actions or, or whatever it might be control the way you feel. Obviously that's easier said than done. But in general, you know, people that are just in and out of your life, you know, you know, the lady at the grocery store that gives you an attitude, yeah. you know, kill them with kindness. She's obviously totally. having a bad day, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so you, you 100%. know, you, you, whatever it might be, um, I've become, you know, almost a little more empathetic because I've been through certain things in my life where I've felt certain ways. And, and the best thing that felt good was maybe someone, you know, oh, hey, how's your how's your day? You know, like a yeah. quick smile. You know, so those things too, like the little, the little things that matter um, Absolutely. to people, you know? Yeah. So you never Absolutely. know what people are going through. Yeah. You you don't, you don't. And, and Julie and I have been so intentional about like just becoming more unapologetic when it comes to like who we are, even if we don't like there are aspects of ourselves that we're still figuring out in terms of our goals and um, mm-hmm. just the way that our life is going to be. It's hard. It's really hard to just, to be you because of course like we worry about what people are going to think we're empathetic as well and we don't want to hurt someone's feelings Mm -hmm. um there's judgment there's all these things but anyway I I love that that's a big takeaway in terms of transitioning into 30 is just like the importance of aligning with yourself because that that Mm -hmm. really comes back to Mm -hmm. our mission is it and what we kind of dive home yeah uh, exactly our listeners all the time yeah yeah yeah, hundred percent. I love that, and just the human connection at the end of it is like you know, you yeah. show up for each other, which I'm sure is um, a big lesson in the gym as well. And mm-hmm. um, I'm curious, do you have any practices or routines that you do every day? Like, do you have a morning routine? Like, let it. What are the details? We want to know. I have to say, I don't have. I can't say I have like one thing that I do every day that like gets mm-hmm. me going. But I do have to say more or less, like, especially like the point I'm at now is to just start my day earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, like you know, Mike and I with the gym, we have shifts, we go back and forth. So sometimes most most days I'm there in the morning, like nice, bright and early. And then some days I'm there in the in towards the evening, um, you know, early afternoon, evening, I start my shift. And the days I start early in the morning I have a much more productive day and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm up and I'm going and I'm ready and, you know, I get things done and, you know, it's just a more, it's a better mindset. It's, you know, whereas, you know, if I don't start my, you know, if I don't start my shift, you know, if I don't have to go into the gym till like three, yeah. it's like, oh, I can, I can, you know, sleep in or I could be a little lazy yeah. or whatever it might yeah. be. So um, on those days I've been, you know, getting up, like, when I get up. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, if I'm up by like seven, I've been trying to actually get up instead of like just laying there and like yeah, not I doing know. anything. Yeah. So I'll get up and I'll go like food shopping or something that gets me out of the house. Um, yeah. Cause for me, 
Um, I think that's what's been working is is getting up and out, literally. Right. Um, so that's, I, I have to say, a routine. That's something yeah, that gets yeah. me going for sure. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I just kind of feel it. more lazy. Yeah. I'm working but, on being a morning person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it ain't easy. Here, it no. Ain't. Yeah. Let's, no. Hopefully, I, 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 I guess maybe get to bed earlier. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sleep is not my strong suit, but I do. I I always make fun of Brenna because yeah. she's crazy for being in the gym at 5 a.m. But I do. She's, I make uh, fun of her kills because it. I envy her. Like, <laughs> yeah, she kills it. I know. She's, she's in there. so kind. It's funny, though, too, because Julia also knows, like, she sees this side of me now. But when we were kids, we would sleep until, like, we wouldn't even know that it was like it could have been nighttime. Yeah. We had no idea. Oh yeah. We had no idea. We used to we yeah. used to sleep for hours. So it's so funny because it's like, you know what? It's just proof. It's proof that you can change your habits. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But those memories I'm sure are awesome. They yeah. Are. They, they are. are. <laughs> Lisa, this has been so much fun. We just have yes. two little last questions yes, for you before mm-hmm. we let you go. Uh, Absolutely. This one to all of our guests. If you could tell 20s year old Elisa one thing what would you tell her I would tell her to just I would tell her to get up and shake your ass a little more Mm. like not take it too seriously like yeah not take things too like lighten up a little bit about things Mm. because like I said things were a little like you get stressed out and you don't know where things are gonna go and um I think that's something I could have taken, but I also don't regret anything. Like, I think, you know, every experience is an experience. So I think that, uh, you know, everything that's happened in my life led to the way I, or who I am now. So, you know, you can't regret the good. You have to you know, take the good and the bad as, as what yeah. it is. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. We all yeah. need to hear it. Relax. That's what I'm saying. Relax. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. Enjoy. You know? Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. It That's is. That's why nope. we got to tell ourselves. We yeah. Gotta remind ourselves, you know? Got to tell each other 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You got it. Oh, but our last question for you is where yeah. can people find you? So whether they want to work with you, they want to just connect yeah. with you, see your gym, or just connect with you on social media, where can they find you? 100%. So I think the best way is either is on Instagram. So my handle is at Elisa Marie Fitness. Uh, you can also at my gym, which is at Outlift Athletics. And my website is www.ampedfitness, so A-M-P-T fitness.com. That's me. Cool. And I will share awesome. that in the show notes. Lisa, thank you again so much for being thank with you. us. This was so Of fun. course. Thank you guys so much. I had a great of time. Us too. Go get strong, everybody. Let's yes. go. Yes. <laughs> go get it. Go get it. Get in the gym. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.